0: radio influence.com as america's zone coach premier thought leader and the world's number one coach of champions jim fannin is the go-to person he has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries he has coached individuals families relationships, and students in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal, to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin,
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin, and I'm here with my producer co-host, Seth Hurt. Seth? Seth, how are you? Did, I had a zone week last week, but I'm curious. How was your week last
2: week? You know what? I did not have a zone week.
1: What? But... wait, wait. Hold, hold, <laughs> hold up. Hold up. This is the Zone Coach Show. Uh, so, so what happened?
2: What happened last week? You know what? Actually, I think we're going to fix it this week. Um, so, I got off in the weeds into something I wasn't good at. Uh, and you know, we we've all kind of met that person that's like, you know, I am a professional athlete, I'm an executive, and yet somehow I, I stayed up all night fixing my printer, which I could pay a college kid fifty bucks to do. But based on what my time is worth, uh, I spent eight thousand dollars and stayed up all night of my own time. Right? Wow. So Stress at your own making. Stress at your own making. So I decided, I, I saw a friend of mine doing vital work. Nonprofit loses, loses a major grant right when they are in the middle of their need season, right? Right when they're helping the most people. And I decided I knew some people that, that were in screen printing. And I've had pretty good success raising money for causes. Like I met a homeless gentleman, was able to raise $3,000... Help him get a job. He actually owns his own business now. And he got his kids back out wow, of, um, of custody.
1: Kudos to you.
2: That's impressive. Yeah, it wound up being a story that was uh, featured on country radio nationwide. It wound up being a you know pretty significant deal. So for some reason, I tried to do it differently this time. I tried to sell a t-shirt to raise money. And it just tanked. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, it just And what I found out was people will happily give me way more money money than they'll just buy a t-shirt for. And I was thinking, I'll get the cause out there by putting the name of the nonprofit on the back of the t-shirt, and therefore, I'll raise money and raise more awareness. Right? Totally didn't work. It was one of those situations where if I just would have worked a little more in my business last week, I probably should have just worked some more and given them some money and or raised money online like the way I have for for the homeless gentleman that's now doing great. So I got off on something that I wasn't up, good at. let me at. get this straight. You helped yeah. a
1: homeless gentleman. He's doing great. He's relaxed. He's removed some stress. And now you've taken the stress and put it on yourself. Yeah,
2: well, the homeless gentleman was a, a few years ago. But yeah, absolutely. I put the stress on myself by getting into the weeds of something I wasn't good at. And if I just would like I said, if I would have just focused on my business, worked a little more. Could have just made a little more money in, in giving that I, money to I, them.
1: I think this entire show is about stress, stress management, relaxation, how to be cool, how to chill out. And uh, let's dedicate this whole show to that because you're going to have a zone week.
2: You you're know gonna, what? You're going to get your relaxation level up this week. And I did. I mean, as you were opening the door to let me in to do the podcast. I reset one more time. I tried to reset like this morning and then it was still bothering me that, you know, I I made kind of this not terrible error. I mean, it was well-intentioned, but it just, it wasn't my core business. And then, so I tried to, I, um, and then I reset right, right as you were opening the door and I was in a completely different mindset. So I already used a tool this morning and now let's, let's get to the next level.
1: It's all about finding the purposeful calm. That's what the zone is all about. And speaking of the zone, Let's see who was in the zone this week. And I have to tell you, millions of us, millions of us were in the zone because the American solar eclipse was in the zone. What a zone week. I mean, this is something that uh, hasn't happened
2: like this in uh, almost 100 years. Uh, So did you see the eclipse? I saw the eclipse. I saw the best show Southeast Wisconsin could offer, <laughs> which is maybe uh, a, a, not the best. A little
1: too north and maybe a little cloudy.
2: Y- yes. It wasn't the show that uh, everybody in Missouri saw. As Missouri absorbed over a million visitors yesterday for this thing. So the whole state was in the zone there. That's a zone. Yeah, it just cut a swath from uh, the northwest all
1: the way down to the southeast. 70-mile swath. Pretty amazing. Uh, but it's good to have events like this that the collective mindset can get into uh, because as you're uh, positioning yourself to see the eclipse with glasses hopefully and uh, taking the time some a lot of people even drove a full day to get to the eclipse zone, it takes your mind off other things that cause stress. yes and, and I think uh, when a group of people uh, bond together, to do something together, it has a relaxation impact on everybody. And uh, the eclipse, it was in the zone this week. Well, let me tell you who else was in the zone uh, and has been in the zone uh, and is definitely a relaxed performer. John Carlos Stanton. Influence. Now, this six foot six uh, Marlin, Miami Marlin, ba- uh, Florida Marlin, baseball player. Uh, he's definitely in the zone. He's hit 45 home runs. Uh, He's chasing 60 home runs, which I believe uh, he can definitely do that. He's got 97 runs batted in. But uh, there's another fact that helps him be be in the zone. He is uh, the holder of the world's largest contract, sports contract. 13 years, $325 million. Uh, He eclipsed uh, Alex Rodriguez, my former client, uh, contract of $252 million for 10 years. Uh, so Giancarlo is in the zone, but he's getting 150 grand a game, so that helps uh, chill out and relax a little bit. But it also does have its pressure when you get that kind of money. So to see him have that kind of money, have the pressure of performing and justifying that kind of money, and he's definitely doing it, uh, I suspect uh, Stanton... Uh, will be picked up by another team. The Marlins got sold, and uh, who knows? He could be in pinstripes in Yankee Stadium, or uh, he could be in Fenway Park with the Red
2: Sox. Uh, He's going to have another zone year. Let's see how he does. He's crossing over. It's one of those names in sports, even if you don't follow baseball super closely, I think he's going to be one of those guys that just is a cultural icon. And I've got to say, before you and I met, a lot of this was just a mystery to me, and I think I chucked shocked a lot of it up to luck or mental genetics or something like that, of how do you stay at that very high performance level? And I just sort of thought, well, some people are apparently just born to be unbelievable hitters, and obviously, there's a genetic element to getting there. The the guy's six foot six, and that's very helpful. Well, look, he's a great athlete, so he has talent, but I think
1: baseball is one of the toughest sports. Round ball round bat. Now, whoever invented the game is <laughs> supposedly Admiral Doubleday, but he had to be a pitcher, a round ball, round bat. Give me a break. That's not designed to strike the ball solid. Uh, like in my uh, sport, tennis, which it was easier to hit a ball. Yeah. I got a big, bigger surface, but baseball I- is tough. It's also the longest grueling marathon season. And you're going to go through a lot of highs and lows. I was talking to uh a professional baseball player, one of my clients, early this morning, about 1 a.m. And uh, sometimes you wake up and your bat feels like it weighs a 1,000 pounds, and uh, your body changes, uh, your mindset can change. Uh, There's a lot of variables. So trying to stay calm, cool, and purposeful simultaneously, which is where the zone resides, it's not easy. Uh, I tip my hat to John Carlos Stanton. We'll see uh, how he finishes. Now, we've got somebody else that I need to mention, Jerry Lewis. Hey, ladies, Jerry <laughs> Lewis. His career showcased with his passing, uh, rest in peace, Jerry, 91 years old, been on the stage and screen, Seth. We, we just looked this up. Holy cow, since what?
2: Five? Since he was five years old. So his parents were vaudeville performers, which before there was nationwide TV, vaudeville was like a local Saturday Night Live, traveling Saturday Night Live kind of sketch show. He was on stage at five years old. So he had a career that spanned 86 years in a a, a world... That you're only supposed to last, like, of course the the terminology is fifteen minutes of fame, right? And he stretches fifteen minutes into eighty six years.
1: That's that's a that's a zone career, no question about it. Uh, It was tumultuous at times. Uh, The breakup with the great comedic duo of Dean and Martin. um, uh, I'm excuse me. uh, uh, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin, yeah, they broke up. That that shocked the nation. We were uh, everybody was upset. That's years ago. But if you look at Jerry Lewis's legacy, uh, so many people are going to go right to muscular dystrophy. The uh, we've got the uh, uh, the season of the telethon with Labor Day coming up. Everybody was spending time with Jerry on that telephone. Uh, he raised so much uh, money for MD and. Uh, What a zone career. So uh, a shout out to uh,
2: uh, rest in peace, Jerry Lewis. Can we just do one more zone moment this time from corporate America? And then we're going to start getting into some tools and tactics that, uh, that help some of the top performers in the world, kind snacks. So they're, they're sugar-free natural snacks, not the biggest player in the game. You probably haven't seen them at the grocery store or the gas station, right? Yet. So what do you do as the David in a, a sea of Goliaths? Well, what kind snacks did they dropped forty-six thousand pounds of sugar into Times Square in New York City in uh, in sugar boxes to point out the fact that the average American child um, has more than tw- uh, more than double the amount of sugar that they should actually get. The average nine-year-old eats their weight in sugar every year, and so Kind didn't have the money. To go out and buy a whole bunch of TV commercials, a whole bunch of billboards, um, a whole bunch of print ads. But what they did have was the creativity to put themselves in the national map. And they have coverage this week in the news that you could not buy for any amount of money. So that's a zone moment to figure out how to win as David in a sea of Goliaths in the snack industry. You know,
1: that's guerrilla marketing at at its finest. And uh, it also goes to show you that uh, no matter who you are, no matter where you are. Uh, If you think that uh, the odds against you being successful in a new startup company, when you look at a kind snacks and see what they did, uh, they thought out of the box. And uh, so kudos to them.
2: They're in the zone. So let's talk about how to pull this off because, you know, with, um, with John Carlos, you know, largest contract ever in baseball with this company, those are two great examples of constant pressure. So that ball is coming across the plate. What have and- you done for me lately?
1: Yes, that's uh, that's the American way. Yes. What have you done for me lately? We love our heroes. We love taking down our heroes, and then we love building our heroes back up again. What have you done for me lately? Uh, well, that's true in our own personal life. Uh, honey, what have I done for you lately? And uh, there is stress right now, in my opinion, in America, more than any time in my lifetime. It's the most negativity, most stress. Uh, Depression is rampant. Uh, We have lost our way. Uh, We're not the Fonz going all the way back to Happy Days TV show. We need to be cool. We need to chill out. We need to relax. Yes, we need to set well defined goals. Yes, we need to have a blueprint. Yes, we need to have a plan for everything we do. But you need to couple it with a yin yang approach. We got to relax. Relaxation, that really is the theme. So here's the definition it is um, the willingness, it's a commitment to be calm peaceful, cool, comfortable, while you're executing routines or tasks in your job, your sport, your career. And it's to keep that calm, peaceful mindset in everything you do, free from worry, free from anxiety, free from the need to do something. Oh my gosh, I got to do something. And right now, the thoughts in America, we've increased the Quantity of our thoughts But we've decreased How long we can hold An individual thought And and we can blame social media And a lot of other things on that But the bottom line is Energy that is not sent Away from you Energy that's not expressed And and, and as a matter of fact Negative feelings left unexpressed They're going to turn into negative actions And We need to relax we need to chill and we need to get back into a peaceful mindset. And I got a lot of tips and tools on on definitely how we can do
2: that. Now, before we get into some more specifics here, you said that negative feelings un, un, left unexpressed, uh, unexpressed, turn into negative action. Uh, more than more than likely they will turn into negative actions. Nobody wants that. So could we start right there? Could we unpack that and then get into the specifics here of some more tactics, because I, I think that one is so huge. Well, this comes down to communication.
1: Uh, I think you need to tell the truth. It, you need to. You can be tactful. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to be <laughs> brutally blunt, but you need to tell people that you love how you feel uh, long before the stress between two people build up. And um, if you're having some negative thoughts, there's a couple of things that you can do. If I'm having negative thoughts about you, Seth, I-, I need to tell you what's bothering me. And vice versa, you need to say, hey, Jim, you know, you, you're dominating the airwaves. And and or wh- whatever it is, yeah. y- you need to express your feelings. And I think so many times we don't want to rock the boat, so we hold it in. And guess what? When you hold negative energy inside you, well, it, it doesn't. Nowhere to go. It's not going to go in your skeleton system, the skeletal system. It's not going to go into the organs. It's going to go one place. It's going to go right into your muscles. And it's going to tense your jaw, tense your eyes. It's going to tense your shoulders. It's going to tense your lower back. It's going to change your grip pressure when you putt or hit a baseball. And so all of this energy that has not been released, and especially if it's negative, it's going to go into your body. And it, it, it's crippling. And I'm telling you, Seth, it is the number one killer, killer in America. More deaths, more illness, more sickness can be attributed to not managing stress. And I, I'm here to tell you, stress is awesome. It's good. You can't get in the zone without stress. You really can't. That's why self disciplines first in the score system. You need a, a place to send your energy. I need visions, goals, timelines. You know, that gets you moving, gets a little cortisol into the bloodstream. But if that's all I'm doing, that cortisol, that's too much. It's going to back up like a
2: toilet, and it's going to hide in your muscles, and now you're stressed out. You know, before I ever discovered the SCORE system and met you, I remember a massage therapist actually saying the same thing to me. She said, I can look at somebody and based on their posture, if they're under a lot of stress, I can tell because they're either going to tense up in their low back or they're going to tense up in their shoulders. And I can just watch walk people walk by at the grocery store and tell you where their mental state is at because what they can't control it. And their body gives it away because, like you said, that energy has to go somewhere. So one of those things is locking up, which is going to cause you physical pain, which is going to cause you more mental stress. Well, you know, there's
1: physical tells; uh, they are readable by so many people. They're pretty obvious and evident. Uh, I'd like to give you a little stress inventory. So this is for you, Seth. So I'm going to run down a few things, and I want you to take some stress inventory on yourself. So this is a person. Uh, These are warning signs uh, for negative stress. You can't hold your eyes still. They dart, twitch. Uh, You have a difficult time of looking people in the eye, holding your gaze. Uh, Eye contact, difficult. Your hands are perspiring. You're always wringing your hands. I think that's a classical body language, wringing your hands. Oh, my goodness, they're worried. Uh, You bite your fingernails. There's a little piece of skin on the inside of your mouth. There's one on the left, one on the right. Uh, nobody really knows what those are for, but they're for chewing on when you're stressed out. <laughs> and if you're stressed out about something in the future, yeah. you chew on the right side of your mouth inside. Holy cow. If you're stressed out about something that happened in the past, you're going to chew on the left side. So you're giving tells, physical tells of how you're not handling stress. Uh, you bite your lips you feel achy. Oh, I woke up achy. How, why am I so achy? Did I work out yesterday? is that is that what uh, caused me to be achy? No, it's probably negative energy hiding in your muscles, stressing your muscles and that's caused you to feel achy. Your voice cracks when you speak. Did you take those cookies? No no I didn't take those cookies as your kid's voice goes up two octaves he's feeling under stress because he just got caught taking the cookies that he wasn't supposed to take you have loss of energy seth or you have a lack of sleep uh your stomach's in knots uh you feel nauseous or you keep replaying the past um and i think this falls into one of the biggest negatives uh that i've seen uh, all of us americans have worry Do you worry at a seminar this week with a group of high school students and they were looking to play golf in the zone. It was a high school golf team and I went and gave them a talk and I asked 20 people, 20 young athletes, high school age, freshman to senior to rate their relaxation level. Not one out of 20. This is playing golf. On your high school team, not one out of 20 kids rated themselves relaxed at all. Wow. They gave themselves a two, a four, a five, a six, with 10 being, I'm cool, I'm relaxed. And and I think there's so much pressure on making money getting married there's pressure on getting married how old are you you're 40 and you're not married what's wrong with you are you kidding me you're, you're it's and especially if you're a woman oh my goodness you're, you're going to be past the age of having a kid that's stress and that stress if it's not expressed not released not dealt with well it's going to manifest back into your muscles
2: and if you're st- if it's starting as a 15 year old when you're playing high school golf It's not going to get easier on it. It's not going to get better by by itself. It's not going to get easier on its own. It's
1: not. And uh, I'm concerned about the stress level of of everybody, uh, all Americans. But I think this is a global phenomenon, not being able to manage uh, stress. So what do you do? Take a bath. You know, that's one of the top tools that I've given so many of my clients. Take a bath. Uh, bubbles, wine, candles, optional, obviously, but take a bath. We're so busy. We get into the shower. We take a quick shower. A lot of people don't even wash their ankles. I don't want to go there. But you know, we yeah. we you know we shower real quick and and then we're done. So I, I, I had a New York Times bestselling author and he was stressed because yes, he had a New York Times bestselling book. And I said, why do you need me? Why, why do you need me? You're, you're already a bestseller. And he goes, well, I just signed a huge contract. I need uh, a big contract, multi-million dollar contract. And I have the need now to have a bestseller every year for the next three years. My challenge is it took me six years to write my only book. And now I signed this multi-million dollar contract. I need a bestseller three years in a row. Nope, I'm freaked out. And so what I I had him do was take a bath every night. He goes, he thought I was nuts. He said, you're serious. I said, every night, get in the bathtub and visualize the next chapter as a movie. See it in your mind. Just relax. Take on one of the characters and see the movie of your next chapter. And then just chill out. Turn your brain off. Do some breathing exercises, which I gave him. And he went to sleep. The next morning, he woke up, and it was like some invisible force moving his hands on the computer keys. He knocked out an entire chapter. And he started doing that three or four nights a week. And that's how he had three bestsellers sellers in three years got to take a bath every now and you then you do apparently chill out
2: i i met um, a radio host who, you know someone in the political space so i am, i'm not going to name him um unless we get somebody who doesn't feel comfortable but i remember meeting this gentleman and he had a lot of energy like a whole lot of energy he so he started shaking my hand he held on my hand and did this cartoonishly long handshake while well, he pointed to somebody and said, hey, can you order a pizza? And then he like pointed to somebody else and said, hey, can we get this guy a Red Bull, which I didn't even want. <laughs> and then he finally comes back to me and, and stops shaking my hand. And in the conversation, he tells me that he gets in a Wh- whirlpool tub for two hours every day with like a bottle of juice and just a, a plain yellow legal pad. And he, he writes his entire nationally syndicated morning show right there. And that happens every afternoon. He does it the next morning. He's hyper successful. He seems like a guy that if you meet him, he must never slow down. I mean, he's trying to force caffeine down the throats of people he just met. And yet he slows down every single day. And I think that probably is the key to the fact that he's stayed in the radio game for years and years and years and been relevant and successful.
1: Well, I mean, taking a bath, that's one way to uh, combat stress. Uh, Taking a vacation. It's vacation time right now. A lot of people on vacation. Kudos to everybody. Hopefully, you're still not connected to work because you have your smartphone, uh, which if if you use it on vacation, it's now a dumb phone, not a smartphone. Uh, take a Ferris Bueller day off, uh, going back to the uh, great movie uh, of uh, Broderick, yeah.
2: uh, and, and uh, take a day off. And have no plans. Which, by the way, I think that, that that house actually has to be within seven or eight miles of where we record the podcast. Just fun little uh, side Fun little, little fact. Note there. Uh,
1: get a massage, take a nap, dine alone. Now, I found that dining alone, where I'm putting my fork down between bites, uh, I, I'm really enjoying my food, I'm tasting my food, being calm, not really caring what anybody else's thinking, sometimes dining alone. I'm not talking eating alone. I'm talking about dining, not fine dining. I'm talking mm-hmm. about just taking your time while you eat. Most of us eat way too fast, and that really contributes to more stress. But I, I want to go back to one thing. How do you get rid of worry? How do you get rid of it? Worry is when you have a thought a picture, a story in your mind that you don't like, and you replay it. I can't believe she said that to me. This is ridiculous. Why would she say that? As I'm having that conversation in my mind alone, yeah. and I put it down, and then I come back to it, and I go, well, what was that all about? Why would she do that? Why would she say that? And then I replay it again, and then I do something pretty unusual, but it is common sometimes with so many people, I take my available imagination, sprinkle on that replay that I put on a loop now in my mind, and I project it into the future, oh, I bet she's, I bet she had lunch with her ex. What? And you just make something up in your own imagination. And now you start chewing on the inside of your mouth. You start having negative feelings. And you created it. What's the key to get rid of worry? Don't replay anything negative twice. And if you do it twice, immediately replace it with something you want as opposed to what you don't want. If you can stay out of the negative past, worry
2: doesn't have a chance. It's gone, Seth. Gone. Now, is this where the multiple parts of the, scores, uh, the score scenario actually connect together because it does take self discipline to not worry, right? It, it ta- takes self discipline to get into relaxation.
1: It takes well, it takes self discipline to be successful in anything. And self discipline uh to fix a negative habit, uh worry to me is a negative habit has no positive value in your life. Uh in fact it's going to cause you more challenges, more headaches, And definitely more conflicts, not just with your own self, but with other people. I think when you start replaying a negative, replace it immediately with something that you want. And you're right, Seth, that you need to prepare for that. And uh, you also need to have discipline in order to make that habit change. Getting rid of worry, uh, that would be my number one thing that I would do. And that's one of the first things I do with all my clients. You got to stay out of the past. Yeah. Stay out of the past. I, I was asking these high school kids, uh, you know, what what kept them up at night, you know, once they gave me their low uh, relaxation level, and it was replaying negative shots on the golf course, it was replaying a negative round of golf, and they're going to bed like that. Of course, that's recorded and replayed uh, 15 to 20 times every time they, they think of something negative. So another tool is you got to go to bed uh, relax, You got to go to bed happy, and you you got to go to bed thinking only about what you want in your life as opposed to what you don't want. So if you're looking to get rid of worry, you're look, looking to get rid of a little bit of stress.
2: You got to wake up and go to bed positive and relaxed. Can we talk about? Can we flip it? Because we just talked about the negative physical side effects of worry, right? What if you're starting from a place and I, I actually happened to have this on Thursday this past week, you're starting from a place of actually injury, which can lead to negative decisions or not your best thinking. So real example, this past Thursday, you were getting towards the end of summer, especially in southeast Wisconsin, because, you know, it's winter, like eight months of the year up there, taking the kayak out with a friend of mine. And it was my wife and I used to go on the weekends. But now that's a
1: uh, relax. That is a relaxing
2: time. Um my wife and I go, we get each other really well. Um everybody's like, "Well, you you know, you, you tend to fight a lot the first year of marriage." We didn't until we bought a kayak together. And then we did on the water. <laughs> she and I get each other as far as what we're doing out there. You're handling a boat in sometimes 3 foot waves. Little little nerve-wracking, but it's also wonderful and beautiful, right? Loading the boat into the water. My friend I'm going with doesn't know how to get out, hasn't been out before. So the boat actually gets thrown back into my shins and it sort of like sweeps my legs out and I fall into the water on my hands. A lot of back pain from that. Actually going to the chiropractor after this, I'll be all right. I've got a great doctor to fix that up. Right out of that. I wind up in pain and I, I think I wind up playing negative events. Actually, I'm sure of that now that we're doing this show together and then that leads to worse decision-making in well, every got, area. Uh, right? First
1: of all, you got, you got to let go of the story. You know, you, you tether your mind to a story, you replay the story uh, that caused you to be upset. And, uh, and then you project it into the future. Well, I'm not going to go kayaking with that guy again, (laughs) you know? And, 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 and and I think staying out of the negative past, not replaying the negative past. I I mean, that's something
2: that we definitely need to do as a society, not only as individuals. Well, I think it's stunning. And I, I, Wish I would have captured who actually said this, but there's an old school boxer that said something to the effect of you can actually win injured. You can't win mentally unprepared. Well, you can win injured
1: because uh, beware of the sick. Uh, it uh, When you are injured or if you're sick, it'll actually narrow your focus and you can get relaxed while you're performing with an injury. I've seen that. I've seen super performances uh, when someone is not feeling well. Classic going back to Michael Jordan. I was going to say and, the and, most and, famous, yeah, right? One of the most famous, uh, playing the Utah Jazz. I was actually at that game in Utah. I saw that entire playoffs, and uh, pretty uh, pretty amazing. Uh, most people wouldn't even play, and he not only goes out and plays, but he gets into the zone. You know, Seth, there's a quote. I, I don't quote a lot of people, but I've, I've said this quote so many times, I believe this quote. I wish it was mine, actually, but it's Abraham Lincoln's quote. If I had four hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend two hours sharpening my axe. Now, think about that. Abe was pretty profound when he made that comment. Yeah. If I had four hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend two hours sharpening my axe. How many of us are chopping in our daily lives with a dull axe over and over. Again, I had a a conversation at 1 a.m. with a baseball player. He's fatigued. The season is uh, uh, way, way into uh, uh, almost the end of the season, about a month left. He is mentally fatigued. And you've got to take breaks, little mini vacations. You've got to turn your brain off. There's so many tools, and I gave him a few tools uh, early this morning, 1 a.m., that he's going to use. But he's been chopping with a dull axe, and it happens. And you have to be aware of where you are mentally, physically. You need to take a stress inventory, uh, what's going on with me, and then there's a lot of tools that you can do. Let me give you one right now. Think about... Michael Jordan going to the basket in some of his iconic pictures, iconic clips, going in for a dunk, and his tongue is hanging out, jaw flied open. My research has shown you cannot be in a zone mindset, a zone state, without your jaw unhinged. Right now, if you're listening, driving a car, check your jaw. Unhinge it. You'll have more stress, more tension in the jaw muscle, around the mandible.
2: That's where a lot of negative stress hides. It hides. And if I could just help clarify this here. So having your jaw unhinged means we're not clenched up. And I, I've noticed when you get very clenched, you also, that is the mandible, that, that kind of muscle underneath your tongue, kind of at the bottom of your, ch- of your chin. Well, the, and mand-
1: that- uh, the mandible, that big bone, it, it, it's the jaw bone, literally. And it, you know, it's running from the temple all the way down to the tip of your chin and, and up on the other side. So the, you know, it, it wraps around you. Muscles uh, are affixed to the, that bone, Mm-hmm. You can take uh, your thumb right now and press it into the jaw muscle. Just push it in there. you know put a little pressure, push it in there. What you're looking for is tenderness, soreness. Kind of open your jaw a little bit, really press on the muscle. You can take your thumb and put it up under the bone, under the chin. Look for the muscles. If you feel any tenderness, any soreness, You're under a stress attack, and you didn't know it. And if you have contacts, be careful with this. You can take your thumbnail, either thumb, and put it right under the bone above your eye, underneath it, the orbital bone, and and you want to lay your thumb right on your eyelid. I feel it. Now move your thumb from that position toward the bridge of your nose. There's some muscles that move the eye horizontally and vertically. That's a great place for stress to hide. Keep your jaw unhinged. Let your tongue float in your mouth. And you need to be aware of this if you're playing golf. Keep your jaw unhinged. Definitely if you're a baseball player, keep your jaw unhinged. If you're at the computer too long, check your jaw. That's negative stress. So is this something that we actually ought to be doing every day? Every day. Every day. I'm checking my jaw every single day. Because, you know, once the jaw is clenched, it's now going to refer to all different parts of your body. That stress can go down to the lower back. It can get into the glutes, into your 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 buttocks. Uh, it, it can cause you to slump over. It gets into your shoulders, gets into your hands. Uh, negative stress... Uh, It's got to be released. You got to get rid of it. Take a bath. Get some yoga. And I'll tell you another uh, tool. Every month I have National Silent Day. I don't talk. We're not going to record. I was we're not going to say. Let's Seth, not do it on
2: podcast. Day. We're not. We're
1: not going to do it on broadcast day. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I turn my brain off. I, I do everything. I, I will talk to a minimum. You know. Yeah. I, I'm going to talk to my wife and talk to my kids and I'll talk. But it's really a national silent day. I'm texting. I'm emailing my clients. I got to turn my brain off. Sometimes you need to hide in a crowd. You need to chill out and find that. Peaceful, purposeful place. So let's talk about some things that all of us can do, get a little more relaxation. Flowers. Plants. Have plants, have flowers throughout your house. You know, I I was raised poor up in the hills of Appalachia. Uh, Fleming neon. I was literally raised in my formative years in McRoberts Holler. Yeah, I'm a hillbilly, a proud hillbilly. But the one thing that I I remember, and, and I was an only child, my mother and my father, they had fresh flowers. Now, they would pick them on the side of the road. Yeah. There were flowers in every room. There were plants all over the place which produce oxygen, which helps us breathe better. And flowers just makes you feel good. That's why when you get in a fight with your wife, you send her some flowers. Why, why do we do that? Because it makes you feel good, feel special. And that's something I've done all my life. Even when I was poor, not poor, there's always flowers.
2: There's always candles in my house. You know, there is a very distinct and wonderful smell every time I come over to record. And it was one of the first things I noticed you, you about. Thought you thought it was my clone, didn't you? You thought it,
1: <laughs> quit smelling uh, the the co host here. Stop it, Seth. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? I, I think candles, I think flowers, and the other thing, music. Yeah. Music's the pipeline to the zone. Now I listen to all types of music. I live next door to Diana Judd, real stage name Naomi Judd of the famous Judds. Um, there was always music in my life uh, growing up as a kid. Uh, my mother loved music. My father loved music. And music will soothe the soul. It's a pipeline to the zone. <laughs> I really recommend always having music in your life. In fact, I even have a, a soundtrack of the movie. I'm the star of my own little Jim Fannin's mental show here. Yeah, Just like you're the star of the Seth Heard show in your own life. But you need to have a little soundtrack So give you a little rhythm, a little relaxation. So what do you listen to when you need to chill out, Seth? What do you listen to? You know,
2: get in the zone on the way down and I can't necessarily do the full light switch on my commute because you know, catastrophic car accident. You're driving, right? right. All country guy named Jason Isbell has this just stunningly beautiful song about the advice his father gave him when he first went on tour when he was like 18 and basically his father saying, I'm so proud of you for going after your dream. The song's called outfit. I probably listened to that 14 times in a row on the way here. Uh, and it reminds me of, of growing up in, in um, you know, West central Wisconsin on a farm. And uh, the fact that I was from the sixth generation farming family and went off to Chicago to get into broadcasting and, it just hits home with the fact that I've got this wonderful family that has always supported me. And that got me to relax and got me in the zone as to where I've been playing a negative movie all morning of why did I do that dumb thing all weekend?
1: I listen to music quite a bit. Uh, I walk in the woods. I I, I attempt to walk in the woods every day. Uh, There's some woods nearby. I grew up in the woods in the hills of Kentucky. So the woods really uh, attract me Uh, a little 30 minute walk in the woods. Uh, in a park, that's relaxing. I highly recommend that. And if you can take some music with you, you know, with your uh, iPhone or or a headset, then uh, uh, it's just going to be better. I listened to Enigma, uh, which uh, I I listened to Enigma Platinum album. Okay. I've I've listened to that, I, I can't even tell you how many times. It soothes my soul. Completely soothes my soul. And I've got a couple of uh, songs that I turn to before I go on stage in front of a big audience. I want to find that purposeful calm. But purposeful, that's a lot easier to do. Well-defined goals, it takes discipline, don't get me wrong. But the calm part, that that can be the missing element. So I'm asking the audience right now, what what do you need? Do you need more purpose in your life? Do you need better, well-defined goals? Do you need a sharper vision of where you want to be in the next year, three years, five years, 20 years? Do you need that or do you need more calm, more peace, more tranquility? I'm telling you, we're lacking calm, peace and tranquility. Unhinge your jaw, take an occasional bath, take a Ferris Bueller day off. And here's something else you can do. You know, Seth, the average person has two or 3,000 thoughts every day. 65 to 70% of, of those thoughts are in natural chaos. This is the average person. I'm not talking superstar athletes. I'm talking the average person has two to 3,000 thoughts. Now, once you get past 3,000 thoughts, You're going to have even more chaos. Worry is going to be there. Anxiety will be there. Fear could be there. Depression easily can find its way there. We need to turn our brain off, and we need to get our breathing lowered. Now, right now, sitting here in our studio, uh, you and I probably, the average person does as well, have 15 to 17 breaths per minute okay and those breaths really are being dictated how many we have by what we think if i'm thinking some negative thoughts my breathing will go up from the 15 to 17 past 20 i can freak out and panic right now i get more than 20 breaths a minute i'm now in total chaos stress is going to ravage the physical part of me Unless I can lower my breathing. So I've got a little tip for everyone. Set your iPhone, your phone, your Android. Set the alarm right now. Set it for 8 a.m. tomorrow, 10 a.m., 12 noon, 2 p.m., 4 p.m., 6 p.m., 8 p.m. Set your alarm. When the alarm goes off, unhinge your jaw and lower your breathing to six to eight. Now, to put that in context, six to eight breaths in a minute, I mean, that's scuba diving, uh, breathing. You're going to have to have longer inhales, you'll get more oxygen, longer exhales, you'll get rid of carbon dioxide, and immediately you're going to get a serotonin shot. And that chemical, serotonin, when it comes into the bloodstream, it calms you down. That's where you can find peace. And that's why yoga, taking a bath, turning your brain off. That's why all of this is so good, listening to soothing music. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I've i been to a Metallica concert, and, <laughs> and, and uh, you know that's awesome. But every now and then, we need to completely bring it down. Bring it down. So set your alarm for tomorrow. It's preparing you when you get ambushed. You get ambushed with something you don't like. You look at your cell phone and go, are you kidding me? What's he talking about? And all of a sudden, your voice goes up an octave. Your breathing increases from 15 to 17. Your mind starts racing. Your thoughts increase. You're going so far out of the zone. You're now in the negative zone. So when that alarm goes off tomorrow, that's going to
2: help you Learn how to get calm quick. Now, let me ask you, because I I feel like maybe sports movies lie to us here, because in every sports movie, you see the team jumping up and down in the locker room, going nuts, thinking that that's going to help their performance. I've seen you coach someone in motorsports, which I I think has got to be one of the most nerve wracking experiences in life to be going over 100 miles an hour and look over. And there's somebody six inches off your uh, your passenger door. Oh, that's stressful. That is stressful and you were saying you were going to go down to 6 to 8 breaths a minute before you're going 100 miles an hour and i'm kind of thinking How, could i get there can can this athlete get there so the this jumping around oh my gosh we're going to hype hype each other up we're going to bang well, yeah. heads well,
1: well well first of all I, I there's there's a couple of things here first yeah. of all jumping up and down getting fired up come on you're going to get a shot of adrenaline there's a place uh, for it. That's going to help your optimism. Yeah. And 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 it's fun to rally with a group of people. That That's relaxing. That, you know, uh, cheering and having yeah. fun. That's why we go to sports. However, when you get in stressful situations alone, a stressful conversation, a conflict conversation, you got to be cool. You got to be a palm tree in a mental hurricane. And let's talk about that right now. A palm tree in a mental hurricane. A hurricane, 120 miles an hour, it's heading for shore. What's the first line of defense? It's not the oak tree. You don't see oak trees on the beach. No, the first line of defense of a storm coming onto shore is the awesome palm. And what does the palm tree do? Does it brace itself? An oak tree would. No, a palm tree's cool. The palm goes, hey, what's happening? Come on in. It absorbs the negative energy. It lets the negative energy of this storm pass through it. It bends, doesn't break. And once the hurricane blows itself out, dissipates, the palm tree pops back up and goes, hey, sunshine, how you doing? How you doing? (laughs) You know, you got to be a palm tree. In a mental hurricane and we all get ambushed I mean driving down from Wisconsin somebody could cut you off make an obscene gesture and you know you can react in so many ways you can tighten your jaw uh, hold on to the steering wheel uh, give an obscene gesture back although Seth I know you wouldn't do that but you know you can react to it the way it came in you're gonna give me a hurricane I'm gonna give you a hurricane a little tit for tat. Yeah. No, the champion, champion's cool. The champion is really, really cool. In fact, don't we all want to be cool? There's a, I got 11 ways to be cool. You ready? I'm ready for it. 11 ways to be cool. I mean, I, I think we all want to be cool, especially in a crisis. You got to think back to the Fonds and happy days. How cool was he? I'm dating myself. You can go way back to Dean Martin. We talked about Dean Martin. How cool was Dean Martin? How cool was James Dean? How cool was Elvis, Frank Sinatra, Cher? I'm talking old school cool. You watch uh, late night television. Look at the uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Cool. Jimmy Fallon. Cool.
2: Colbert. How cool, relaxed is he? You know, I was actually going to bring him up specifically because he has a zone process before he goes on stage anywhere. If he's going to go do a little three-minute video, he spends five minutes getting ready for that three-minute video to get into the zone.
1: Oh, he's finding that purposeful calm. But look at Steph Steph Curry playing with his mouthpiece. You watch him in the NBA. Watch LeBron. John hinged. And when the money's on the table, they're cool. They just execute the basics. So, I guess the question is, Seth, this is for everybody. Are you cool? What is what is cool? Less is more. Less thoughts getting your thoughts down 30, 40% than where you are right now, eliminating mental waste. That's cool. Less is more is cool. It's not cool to overtry, try, try too hard, overthink. In fact, the best in the world, Seth, they look like they're not trying at all.
2: They can, look effortless. Can I go back to an acronym you used on a previous episode, to ruin yourself, correct? Try, T-R-Y, to ruin yourself.
1: Tough times. It is uncool to overreact to situations that don't go your way. Remember Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator? He comes in, denied access to the police department. I'll be back. (laughs) That's cool. And he came back. That's one of the coolest statements. People sit still... Use that reference even today. This, what, this is a movie, 20 years old
2: or more? I believe it's 25 or more because it's actually back in theaters this fall for a couple days. It's which is pretty it's fun. It's
1: pretty amazing. Uh, I'll be back. If you miss a putt, be cool. I'll be back. If you strike out in baseball, I'll be back. That's your mindset. Next, tough times, you got to be cool. Negative self-talk. I suck. That's uncool. I'm an idiot. How many of us have said when we've done something goofy, silly? Oh, God, I'm so stupid. I'm an idiot. Come on. Negative self talk? That's uncool. I've told so many clients if I talk to you the way you talk to you, you'd fire me. I've said that over and over again. Self talk talk to yourself cool
2: like a champion. Can I Can I just put one footnote on that one? What about the pressure that society puts that we can absorb without even realizing it? Because I realized that in the state of, of starting a business, I had this mentality of like, well, gonna be broke, gonna be tight, gonna you know have bloodshot eyes from starting something. And I realized, wait, what are, where is that written down? Yeah, well, when, when you say that,
1: there's one thing for sure. You're right. It's going to happen <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, when you
2: say it like that to yourself. You're right. Well, lots of people have started a business and not done that. And yet somehow there's this societal romanticism in American culture that says, Oh, you are going to be eating ramen noodles for the first year. And it's going to be so hard. And it, 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 for many, many people, it is not the case. But if you absorb that narrative, you're, you're going to find it. Uh,
1: Your self-talk, your inner
2: dialogue,
1: if I had a printout of uh, a client's thoughts, uh, of course, uh, hopefully no one will be arrested with some of the thoughts people have, but you got to have calm and cool thoughts. And um, champions talk positive. They have positive self-talk, not negative. Slow down. That's something we need to do, and that's what we're talking about right now. Why be in a rush? Why be in a hurry? That's not cool. Being frazzled, coming into a meeting late. If you're late, come in cool. Don't come in frazzled. Avoid showing people how uncool you are by acting frazzled, upset. Your body language is so easy to read. You know, champions are confident. They 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 even have a swagger. They they have a feeling nothing will go wrong. Their chin's up. Uh, They walk in like they're in total control. Uh, Words don't even need to be spoken. Belief, expectancy, it's exuded by a champion when they walk into a room. I'm talking a champion not in sports and anything in life. Confidence, supreme optimism, that's cool. We all love the confident person. It's a magnet. Confidence. Be cool. Full engagement. That's cool. You know what's not cool? Not looking people in the eye. Why why would you look me in the eye? I'm thinking to someone. Why are you looking down? That's not cool. That's revealing that you don't feel comfortable in this situation. You're not comfortable looking me in the eye. And part of relaxation is being comfortable. Look people in the eye. Make your presence felt. Take your time going to your seat. Take your time. Don't be in a rush, but look people in the eye long enough to discern eye color. That's cool.
2: You know, and I've worked with so many people in the business world just saying, if you can't maintain eye contact, that's the same nonverbal as lying. So you may be just asking for the sale. And what's going on is you are not in the zone and your stomach's in knots. And so you look at your shoes because you're nervous. What somebody else's subconscious is going to grab there is, man, this person must be lying about their product because they can't even look me in the eye and tell me about it. I, I gotta tell you, looking people in the eye while
1: smiling, that's cool. Yeah. Just a nice warm
2: smile, being your genuine, authentic best self. Which I believe your jaw has to be on unhin- unhinged to smile, right? You can't otherwise it wind uh, up being. It would
1: definitely be unhinged. You know what else is cool? Silence. Wow, we just had radio silence. We, we did <laughs> that. Do may it. not be that may not be cool on the radio, but I, I got to tell you, silence is cool. That said, there was a television commercial. I, I don't know if it still airs. It was eighteen hundred tequila, and it was starring uh, Hollywood actor Ray Liotta. So, the commercial was he left a severe traffic jam. It's a scorching hot day, and he finds himself wandering into a seedy neighborhood bar. There's an old-time bartender, and he starts to pour him a rack drink. And one piercing look from Ray Liotta. Doesn't say a word. The bartender gets it, total silence, and the bartender pulls out a bottle of 1,800 tequila. And Liotta laughs, uh, his patented laugh, and the caption says, enough said. He doesn't utter a word. Now, I met Ray Liotta uh, in a locker room with the Texas Rangers. He was uh, really best friends with one of the players on the team. And let me tell you something he doesn't need to say a word. He's cool. He always plays bad guys on TV. But silence is powerful. You don't always need to talk. The people that are talking, talking over people. Not letting other people get into the conversation? Come on, that's uncool. Get cool, relax, add a little silence, not only in your day. Little tip, by the way, if you add silence between your first and last name when you tell somebody your name, so ask me my name, Seth. Hey, what's your name? My name is Jim Fannin. Now, by adding silence between my first and last name, Listening and retention of my name increases 30 to 40%. Silence is cool, and it's actually going to help you. I uh, train a lot of salespeople around the world on just how to say your name. It's pretty amazing. Take that tip back to your kids. Get them to say their name. Look people in the eye. Shake their hand firmly. And when you say your name, Seth
2: Heard. And when you say your last name, you come towards someone slightly. You know, part of the work I do is as a film and TV critic. And so I get to watch a lot of TV, a lot of movies, because I got to write about them. There's this idea in Hollywood that it's not just acting, but it's how well someone can they call it holding the camera, their presence, that type of thing, right? How much will people pay attention to you? I'm going to start paying attention to see how many of those really great actors and actresses Come on, they're just using more silence. Come on, they've mastered the dramatic
1: pause. That's cool. That is cool. Add silence. Silence is cool. Being stylish is cool, Seth. Being stylish. You know, uh, men's ties are pretty thin right now. Uh, I think they're going to go back to being wide in, in a year or so.
2: The nineties are coming back in style. So the nineties are coming yeah. back.
1: Matching colors, great fit. Uh, old school class. So that can be cool. Wearing great shoes, that can be cool. Hats are cool. Not everybody can wear a hat. Uh Samuel L. Jackson's beret. Cool. I I see him with a with the beret, and I'm just immediately Uh, I feel chilled out. I feel relaxed. Check your wardrobe. If you don't feel cool when you put on your clothes, uh, you need to find the number to your local clothing store. Wear what you want. Be you. But be cool.
2: And maybe this isn't the best example because you'd be hard-pressed to find a place where Samuel L. Jackson, you don't just recognize his face, right? But if I could put him in the middle of, let's say, Central Mongolia, Probably not a place where they have a lot of cable television One viewing. place
1: I've never been and probably will not will, go. Will
2: not be. I have a feeling that if you drop Samuel All Jackson in there and he just walked into a, a, you know, a local establishment, local business, he would grab every eye in that beret just because... He has it, right? And you, you can do the same thing with your own style. You can be the person that walks in. You and, don't need to be and you know, you, and you, famous. And you don't
1: need to say a word. You have your own unique style, whatever that is. Listen, you can get into your own world of cool. You know, I, I, I use a technique called the phone booth with a lot of athletes that are in the public eye. They're in the public. 40,000 people watching. You need to get into... Seth land or Jimmy land, get into your own little mental phone booth. And in there, um, you can see all the crowd around you, but the temperature in there is cool. Okay. The thoughts in there are minimal and that invisible phone booth, I'm talking old school phone booths, which uh, a lot of listeners are like phone booth. What? what the hell is a phone booth? (laughs) But, uh, this invisible barrier around you where you're just walking around smooth, easy, even in a crisis. Especially in a crisis, somebody has got to be cool. If you're in a crisis situation, somebody's got to take charge by common people down. Slow down your words. If you want to get someone to relax, I saw a parent do this. Will you relax? She's yelling at her kid to relax. And I'm like, huh, I I wonder
2: where he were. I wonder where he learned that from how not to relax. Be calm, be cool. The worst example of that, that I've experienced is one of the TV shows that I'd been on was live. And I had a makeup, just one of the makeup artists that would come out and touch me up between takes because the lights are very, very hot and, TV studios, they actually run the air conditioner really low when the audience comes in because the body heat's going to heat up the room. The lights are so hot. She would come out when the commercials were playing and say, stop sweating. And I just told her, I was like, you yelling does not help me calm down. Well, you know, I, I was
1: I was coaching a coach, uh, NCAA basketball coach. And there was, uh, I'm not going to mention, it, it's a famous guy. In fact, he, he was NCAA coach of the year. But I I watched him at not one of his finest moments and did later have to call him out on it. I'm right behind the bench. Again, I'm not going to mention the team, but it's a college team. And there's about a minute to go. His point guard has the ball, and he starts yelling and screaming at his player to slow down and be calm and be cool, to take your time. Take your time! And I'm sitting there going, this is unbelievable. That's, you know, yes, he's trying to get his attention. The gym's crazy with a lot of people yelling and screaming. But yelling and screaming is not going to calm down the situation, as as you've just said. It's not going to happen. Slow down. Listen. Add some silence. Be cool. We're a society right now that we believe we have to do something. We have to make so much money. We have to drive this car. We have to wear these clothes. This is what we need to do to be successful. And there's been a rebellion against that, you know, right now in the offices around America, it's casual Friday every day, not just Friday. But you know what? Being cool that's just being you. You've got to be your genuine, authentic best self with no regard to what other people are thinking about you. Of course, that's your self-esteem, what you think other people think about you. That's why optimism, confidence is right next to relaxation in the score system. Uh, they, they, They have a lot in common. When you're confident, you'll have a tendency to be cool and more relaxed. When you're not confident, you have a lot of doubt, but you're going to worry more, be more stressed out. They do go hand in hand. But I think one of the biggest takeaways from today is you got to change your inner dialogue. How you talk to yourself is really going to dictate whether you're going to get rid of stress or use stress in a positive way to take you into a zone state and, and have some great accomplishments. I'm here to tell you, stress is good, but it's called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. E-U is the Greek word for good, like euphoria or eureka, good stress. Good stress is stress you put on yourself, on your terms, on your conditions, and that's setting well-defined goals, setting a vision a course of action, having a blueprint. But once you you have that course set and you know what you want, now you need to manage your thoughts and you need to be cool. Take your time. Don't be in a rush. Have a little patience. Most decisions I've also found don't need to be made. Don't overreact. A lot of things will just go away. Slow down. I'm uh, speaking soon to a group of 80 and 90-year-olds. Wow. This came in yesterday, and it, it is a senior citizen home of 80 and 90-year-olds, and they want me to come and talk to the group. And I said, how'd you choose me? To talk to this group. And they said they need techniques on how to relax. There's a lot of stress being 80 and 90. And I started thinking about it. You know, at some point in one's life, you're going to wake up and realize you've got more past than you will ever have future. That's the midlife crisis when you're like, holy crap, I'm 50. I may have more past then I will have, according to the actuary tables of when I'm supposed to pass away, which I don't believe, by the way. uh, We all need to relax. Stress in the grade schools, stress with those high school students, and now I'm finding out that there's tremendous stress, 80 and 90. I'm not sure how you live to 80 and 90 with all that negative stress. stress. Yeah, Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this talk coming up. I'm going to talk about the future to a 90-year-old. That's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to talk about their legacy, and I'm going to give them some serious tools on how to chill out. Not look at your life of all the things you didn't do, but go back and deal from strength of all the awesome things that you did accomplish. We need to deal from strength, not from weakness. This show this week is on relaxation, Seth. It, it's a big part of the score system. I do want the listeners to be a palm tree in a little hurricane that may happen. Uh, I do want you to uh, set the alarm tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, it'll catch you off guard a few times. And when that alarm goes off, unhinge your jaw, relax your tongue, get your breathing down to six to eight breaths a minute. and. Um, Let's eliminate worry. If we can do that, uh, oh my goodness, it's going to clear the path for all kinds of success for you.
2: Worry is a dream killer, guaranteed. Let's go ahead and pop into some questions here. You have access to world-class coaching, uh, just like some of the top professional athletes and titans of industry in the United States and and elsewhere. Ask Jim at jimfannon.com. Ask Jim at jimfannin.com. First one, few words, but something that is probably a big issue for families all around the United States. How do I help my junior high kids relax when they want technology in their lives 24 seven? No,
1: that's a great question. Um, You know, we were talking last week with Grant Warwick, who, gets locked into the zone as a CGI, CGI artist. He's on the computer. He, he's been telling me he can go 8, 9, 10, 12 hours locked into what he's doing. Um, you know, I, I think there's a technique that you could showcase with your kids. It's real simple. It's called breathe like a baby. You know, a little baby, you can be playing with your little... Uh, Child under a year old, and then you turn around and look back at them, and they're they're asleep. Uh, you can be playing with your dog, throwing a ball, and then you get a phone call, and you get on the phone just for a couple of minutes. You turn around, your dog's not only asleep, but your dog's snoring. How does that happen? Well, the little baby, your your pet, breathe through their stomach. So here's a technique I call it: breathe like a baby pass this on to uh, to your kids and hopefully you'll be using it for yourself put either hand on your belly button left or right and then take a deep breath with the inhale let your stomach move your hand and so with an inhale let the stomach go back toward the backbone and with the exhale it goes away from your spine or backbone and just Allow the stomach to move your hand. Do that right now. You can do that while you're driving a car. You don't need to shut your eyes. I mean, it's a little more peaceful with your eyes shut, but if you're driving a car, obviously, uh, don't do breathe like a baby, Seth, on your way home back to Wisconsin. But just take, this only takes a few seconds. And I'm telling you, it's going to melt away some stress immediately. Breathe like a baby. Deep inhale, deep exhale, hand on your stomach, let your stomach move your hand. Uh, I've been using that technique for 40 years. Uh, this technique has been on the mound of the World Series. On the mound. That breathe like a baby technique has been used between pitches on the mound. took about 5 to 10 seconds. This technique has been at the NBA Finals. It's been on center court Wimbledon. This technique is walked the fairways of Augusta at the Masters. This technique has been in the major boardrooms of Fortune 500 companies. Pretty simple. Breathe like a baby. Everybody in your family needs to get cool, get relaxed, tone down the, the uh, speed, and just slow down. Can you imagine the chaos having five or six people in your family trying to get to work and get to school in the morning? That's got to be chaos. I get that. I've been a part of that. Slow down even while you're moving fast. Unhinge your jaw and find that peaceful, purposeful, calm.
2: That's where the zone resides. One more before we get into actually some new menu items I hear in the the zone cafe. Jim. My company gets very, very busy for two months in the fall, two months in the spring, and sometimes we're expected to work up to 80 hours a week in order to get this thing done, and then it gets back to normal. How do I find relaxation in the middle of a very intense period? Well, two things. Um, First of all, I would plan
1: a reward day, a reward week that you can look forward to. So I'm going to work really hard right now, but I'm going to set aside next Tuesday, I'm going to be a bum. I'm going to go downtown Chicago. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to have lunch on the riverfront or on the lakefront. I'm going to reward myself. So having a little reward to look forward to, I think that's going to help. The other, t- the other thing, I would take mental vacations. I do this a lot. You know, I travel all over the world, been traveling for 40 some years. I have some favorite places. Alaska. I found a amazing glacier lake. And I landed on a a, a little plane prop plane landed on the water of that glacier lake. I didn't even hear the plane hit the water and we glided up to the shore and I got out The air was so fresh. Uh, I could see the reflection of the snow-capped mountains in the water like a mirror. I could see the tall pines. I'm seeing it right now in my mind, the reflection. They were on the other side of the lake. There was a moose on the far end of this glacier lake that had moss on its uh, antlers He looked up, gave me a little look. He could have cared less. He was pretty cool. He went back to whatever he was doing. He could have cared less that I was even there. But you know what, Seth? I go find that mountain lake all the time. Recreate that purposeful, calm place. You can take a mini vacation. 30 seconds. Unhinge your jaw. Relax. I'm going to my mountain lake. And that driver... Uh, The race car driver you heard me talk to, he's used that mountain lake. He actually took the mountain lake inside the car before he started a race, and he found that purposeful calm. He wants to go to Alaska and find it for real, but he has it in his mind. So you can take a mini vacation to a place, a beach, a mountain, wherever represents calm for you. And there's something else. I go to Sedona every year and I've done that for almost 50 years my grandmother went my mother went I've taken my daughter my wife's been but I've gone there to have a mental retreat and I hide uh, I've gone there and no one on earth knew I was there and I, I've got a place that I that I go several places inside Sedona and you know that's just where I go to be. Uh, sometimes I ponder a little bit, but you've got to take these mental breaks. You've got to have some reward days, some reward moments, because with too much self-discipline, too much concentration, yeah, that's great. You've got the work ethic. Yes, a lot of good things are happening in your life, in your business, but I'm telling you, it's eventually going to crash if you don't have equal, equal amounts of of relaxation and enjoyment, and enjoyment is something we're going to talk about next week. How do you have fun when you're doing things that maybe aren't so much fun? And But right now, this is all about relaxation, and Seth, I, I'd like for everybody to get in that mental car. I want you to pull up to the Zone Cafe. I'm here. There's only five things on the menu, but we've got a special menu item, one of them. You can order a big slab of self-discipline. Maybe you need that this week in your life, that willingness and commitment to stay with routines, to to reach a well-defined goal. Maybe you need that. Maybe you need concentration. Maybe you need to narrow your focus. Maybe you need to be the cheetah. Or maybe you need a big bucket of optimism. We talked about that last week. Maybe you need more confidence, better self-esteem. And maybe you need some enjoyment. Now, I've left out the other item on the menu, relaxation. But today, we've got a new menu item. It's a chill shot. Okay. The relaxation chill shot. Everybody take a little chill shot. 15 seconds right now. If you're not driving, shut your eyes. 15 seconds. Only take two deep breaths. 15 seconds. Are you ready? Seth, can you time us? I'm timing us. 15 seconds. Take a chill shot. You're going to get a giant dose of serotonin. You're going to find peaceful and calm. 15 seconds on your mark, everybody. Get set. Take a chill shot. Go. (sighs) Deep inhale. Long exhale stop if you had more than two seconds you need to go back and get another chill shot I want you to be cool this week I want you to relax this week take a bath or two and again bubbles and wine and candles optional it's time to be in the zone everybody and part of being in the zone is knowing when to have your jaw unhinged, your breathing at six to eight, and knowing when to relax. The zone. It's the only place to be. Until next week, be in that zone. Seth, I'll talk to you later. Everybody, have an awesome zone week.
0: Radio Influence brings you the absolute best in digital audio broadcasting. We've got something for everyone. Sports personalities like the fabulous sports babe, Rich Herrera, and former Major League Baseball manager Kevin Kennedy as they take you inside the dugout. We'll take you inside the world of MMA with the MMA Report with Jason Floyd, the MMA Insiders, and the Valor Hour with Tim Loy and Casey Oxidine. Or you could find yourself sitting ringside. With wrestling ring announcer David Penzer, TV law enforcement analyst and former police officer Vincent Hill breaks down this week's biggest crime stories and takes you beyond the badge. Chef Brian Duffy from TV's Bar Rescue shares his crazy life on the road with Duffified Live. And Scott Ledger will always make you think with some dangerous conversation. All of Radio Influence's shows can be found on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.